if I can help somebody break that barrier and give them the confidence to move forward in a predominantly male environment, that's great for me. Hey everyone, welcome to Nailed It, a podcast powered by Parker Huggett. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nailed It. I'm really excited to have this guest on our show. Uh, her name is Sarah Heppenstall. She's been with First Capital Realty for the last seven years, three of which as a director and has been a VP since 2019. She's been involved in the construction industry as an owner's rep and working for developers for the last 16 years. As a VP, Sarah oversees all construction activities across Canada within the First Capital portfolio. Sarah, above and beyond my warm introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself as a professional and so on. Hey Matt, firstly, thank you so much for having me. Honored to be uh, invited. Um, so yeah, as you say, um, my background is as an owner representative, owner from tell from the accent, originally from England. And uh, my schooling and background was all as a third party owner rep. And then as I did the same coming over to Alberta and then joined First Capital actually as the owner, which would be quite nice, um, and then moved over to Ontario a few years ago. So definitely a lot of experience with different types of owners, but mainly on the private side. Very nice. And uh, Sarah, you know, it's been a pleasure getting to know you over the last seven years. I guess just a quick question that I try and ask most people I talk to within construction development is, how or why did you choose to get into construction and development? You know, I, construction is such a breadth of things you can get into. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was going to be going to university. And I, for anyone who knows me, I always tell this little silly story. But going to uni- I know I want to go to university. And I don't know what I want to do in my life as we all go through that point. And at the time, my mom was a project manager for Royal Mail. Uh, which is like Canada Post in the UK. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at all these prospectuses for university. And she looks at me and she's like, you're bossy. You could be a project manager. <laughs> and that's it. I went to school and I just fell in love with it and, and went from there and learned a lot more about construction as I went along. That's amazing. I do not know that until today. What do you see are the top two biggest challenges ahead from an owner's perspective? I think number one's got to be making the performer work. I think anyone who's in the construction industry knows owner developers are really struggling. Costs are moving all over the place. And we've got challenges in terms of wanting to make sure that we're doing the right thing from a sustainability point of view, from a technology point of view. There's a lot demanded out of buildings. And so, you know, we put a lot of pressure on our design team and on our trades to be able to deliver all of this for a price that will still make sense for a developer to even pull the trigger on this, which is why you're seeing a lot of projects that are put on hold at the moment. So that's one huge challenge. And the other one is the skill side. And so there's a breadth of different types of owners out there. I like to think that First Capital is an educated owner. And so one of our challenges is getting the right skill set in my own team so that we can get the right partners within the whole supply chain on board and we've actually look, used your good self to get uh, some a high-rise person you know that took a long time to find the right fit it was a skill gap within my team and we now have a senior pm who's looking after a number of our high-rise residential projects um, and that was such a key skill set that we needed to plug and we had to get the right person in there and so skills within an owner's team is just as important as we're hearing about skill gaps around all of the contractors and trades as well 
And I guess, you know, post-pandemic, are you hearing about, you know, a lot of talent that is disappearing? And when I mean disappearing, it, it just seems like when everybody decided to get back to a quasi-normal lifestyle or professional environment, that a lot of professionals disappeared. You know, for that, I didn't see it personally myself. I think that people stepped away from the noise that's around an office sometimes or on the construction site. And they really went, what am I doing with my career? And what am, what am I doing with life? Yeah. And that gave them a time for some people. It was to step out the industry completely. And, and that's obviously for them. But for some, it was, what do I enjoy? Why do I go to work? And I think we're seeing a real big shift from previously you chased the dollar or you chased the title and you did as you were told because it was a very hierarchical way of being. And now the people who are entering the workforce are much more about, yeah, but what's the culture? What value can you give to me? It's not all about what the employee can give to the company. It's back the other way. And, And I think the smart developers and owners are trying to retain talent based on giving flexible working, giving a culture that really resonates with the employee that's there and still having a office in the right place because we still, we're a real estate company. You have to be in the office, just not 100% of your workday. And so if you can get that right for me, then you're going to be able to get that skill set and then you're not going to have the mass exodus the same because then it's just a matter of working out what does that person want to do with their day You've already met morally and ethically where they want to be. Yeah, I think it really speaks to how you're an outlier as a leader and with First Capital, given the retention that you guys have is way above the norm. And it's great to hear your perspective, I guess, for the listeners or anyone who's looking to stay in construction development or you know, join the industry. Where do you think owners and developers can positively impact the cities they build in? Like what area of improvement do you think this industry could take as a move in the right direction? A lot. (laughs) It's funny, I got asked this recently of why didn't I want to be on the contractor side? And my answer was actually because on the owner side, I can make a much bigger impact. The owner's making the decisions. And that's why I really think owners need to be informed developers, not just passively taking advice and regurgitating that. And the big one for me is sustainability. You just got to turn on the news. You look at the weather network, you look at all of the different places and it's the right thing to do. And it doesn't always cost money. There's a real education piece out there to say how we're going to actually get net zero, how we're going to be able to move things forward in terms of real sustainability and doing the right thing. And to me, that's got to be driven from the owner. If the owner's putting out there as a pledge what they're going to do, then they're going to hammer that down throughout the whole of their projects and it will actually be achieved. Pushing it from supply chain up is not really going to work if the owner's not prepared to make those quite hard choices sometimes. And, and the same, you know, putting technology in there to help sustainability and all of that can only be done with the right people in, in place. That's quite the high purpose, you know, at the end of the day is positively impacting our environment. There aren't a whole lot of professions where you could say, like, whether it's food, health, uh, food and beverage, health, and, you know, the cities and communities we live in and the environment. I think it's great to hear that from a developer owner's perspective as someone who lives in one of the many cities that you oversee in development at First Capital. 
I mean, you can take it, agriculture obviously is a big CO2 emitter, but the built environment is a huge CO2 emitter. And even our built environment that already exists, we've got to get better. So it's not even just new development. We've got to look at our existing stock and how we're going to make that better. And that's all the owners, developers to do that and turn it around to be a much more sustainable, lower carbon asset uh, that really will help our kids and our kids' kids. And uh, kind of getting into the theme of the podcast, nailed it. Where in your career have you felt you really nailed it? Like there's you know, one or two stories that I remember when or that you really, you know, had a major success, whether that's with a higher personal situation that's bled into your professional successes or work-related successes. And what challenges in your experience planted the seed to allow for this success? Great question. I did spend quite a while thinking about this and I'm actually... I'm going to talk a little bit more on, it's no secret, construction is very much synonymized with the older white guy. And uh, yes, I'm white, but I am female. Um, and one of the, I never set out to do it, but one of the things that I spend a lot of time doing is mentoring women particularly, but I mean, anybody who wants my help, but women particularly to help them navigate getting into construction at whatever level. And I'm on the website for First Cap. I'm there as VP of construction. And we had a recent hire earlier on this year, fabulous project manager um, called Matab. And she spoke to me recently and said, you know what, Sarah, the reason I came to First Cap was because you were the leader. And I wanted to learn from you about navigating this whole industry as a female perspective. And to me, it was very humbling. And really what it was about was helping people. And I've helped someone like her. I've helped the mentees that I've been honored to be able to be a part of their lives and their journey. And so for me, that's a massive win. If I can help somebody break that barrier and give them the confidence to move forward in a predominantly male environment, that's great for me. I love that. I got goosebumps just hearing that. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, you're leading by example, and you're inspiring a more diverse, you know, work environment based on the people we interact with, which creates a different perspective on how we view the world and work together, which is so important. I mean, you asked the, the challenges to get there. I mean, they're just personal challenges, to be honest. You know, I've been told there's no place for a woman on site. I've been told to leave site. Unfortunately, it's very commonplace, but less so now when we're getting better. And I love to see the diversity on the job site and in the developers is, is becoming more and more, but we've still got a long way to go. But it's great to see that continued EDI conversation going on to keep getting better at what we do to be an inclusive industry. It's amazing. And so in your opinion, why should youth strongly consider career construction development as, as an industry? You know, if you want to meet a rich tapestry of people on a daily basis, this is the industry for you. I just love it. You know, you're problem solving, you're meeting people from all walks of life, all different levels, and you get exposed to things that you don't on a day to day in some of the other industries. And if that sounds exciting to you and you like dealing with people, this is 100% the place for you. And, you know, it might be on the tools in the trades, it might be in the office for a contractor or a trade, it might be on the design side, or it might the owner side even the owner's got many different facets about you know do we buy do we sell do we do development do we property manage do we project manage new construction there are so many places to go you'll find something for your skill set that interests you in development and construction yeah there's just so many segments and and pieces within the industry i've just been blown away by it you know in the 
long time I've been recruitment within construction development, there's so many operating lines within construction, whether it's mechanical, electrical, civil, development, real estate, like, and, and, and. I think it's important to advertise that to youth considering a career above and beyond the famous, you know, doctor or lawyer conversation. Those, those people are important, but I, you know, I'm certainly on a mission to get the message out there. And uh, that's, that's very helpful. All right. Well, that's the conversation. And I really appreciate you joining me today, Sarah. And it's an absolute honor you uh, decided to come on to our podcast. And yeah, it means a lot. And I want to thank you for your time today. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Speak soon.